0: doing verse one to seven. It's page 1098 in your Bibles. In those days when the number of disciples was increasing, the Grecian Jews among them complained against the Hebraic Jews because their widows were being overlooked in the daily distribution of food So the twelve gathered all the disciples together and said, It would not be right for us to neglect the ministry of the Word of God in order to wait on tables. Brothers, choose seven men from among you who are known to be full of the Spirit and wisdom. We will turn this responsibility over to them and will give our attention to prayer and the ministry of the Word. This proposal pleased the whole group. They chose Stephen, a man full of faith and of the Holy Spirit, also Philip, Prochorus, Nicanor, Timon, Parmenas, and Nicholas from Antioch, a convert to Judaism. They presented these men to the apostles who prayed and laid their hands on them. So the word of God spread the number of disciples in Jerusalem increased rapidly, and a large number of priests became obedient to the faith. This is the word of the Lord. Let
1: us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for this moment. We ask that you breathe on us, speak to us, Lord, and glorify your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Good evening. It's my first time in the gathering. I've been to it even so long before the gathering started, and um, so it's my very first time, and I'm quite, um, I'm loving it, I'm loving it. It's, it's really cool, <laughs> yeah. Um. My name is Pulumi, and tonight we'll be looking at the growing church as we've been considering for a while now, and from a perspective of, I would call it, how will I, I'm not the best in computer terminologies, where is Dave, where is Dave, I'm trying to find him, is there, where, oh yes, good, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, sorry. Dave is my go-to for computer ideologies, um, but trust me, I haven't consulted him for this sermon yet. Um, so he's going to be there saying, mm. "Now, what I would call a glitch." Ooh, he's like, "Ooh, are you going there?" Like a self-resolving issue, right? Mm, okay, or a bug. Mm, Glitch, okay, glitch. Sorry, sorry, on the spot consultation. So, our text will be from Acts chapter 6, verse 7. And the word of God spread. The number of disciples in Jerusalem increased rapidly, and a large number of priests became obedient to the faith. Now, We're taking it from the perspective of challenges that we will definitely encounter as Christians all the way. And the truth is that challenges are there to help us grow. And that's the truth. And the way we could overcome is if we key into Jesus Christ, our source. I've been told to repeat that phrase, so please remind me, count how many times I repeat it. Where's Tom? Yeah, yeah, good, good. Yeah. I'm going to try to repeat it as many times as possible. But the point I'm trying to make is that when we look at the text that was read to us from Acts chapter six, there were two sets of Jews in this text. In that time, the Hellenistic Jews and the Hebraic Jews, and the account of Luke kind of gives us a picture that there possibly was a societal dichotomy between both sects, the Hellenistic and Hebraic, and this seemed to have filtered into the early church. And the real issue they were having was back in Nigeria, some people feel a little bit um, injustice. They feel like, um, what's that right word? I have it somewhere here. Marginalized, marginalization. So one sect said they felt marginalized by the other in the distribution of the wealth to the um, widows. And there was a complaint that was brought to the attention of the apostles and as little as it sounds, could really detract the whole church because that's the truth. Something would appear very insignificant but eventually down the line, it could cause a real derailment. And this issue came to the church and at that time, it was was the early church. They were just starting and their apostles were like it would be wrong for them to look away from what God had called them to do and start fixing this, what I would call a glitch. And so we're looking at how they approached it and the eventual outcome of this little challenge. So the, that passage started with describing what the troubles was and then in the end the word of God spread, the disciples in Jerusalem increased rapidly, and a large number of priests came to faith as a result of that problem. Just discrimination, feeling, oh, I feel that I have been left out, they didn't take care of me because I'm a Hellenistic Jew, and they feel they are Hebraic Jews, so I don't deserve as much as they deserve, and that helped the church grow. I pray God gives us insight in Jesus' name. So the apostles said, okay, what we're going to do is choose leaders and then let us pray over them and appoint them and let them sort these things out. Now, as the body of Christ that we are, from the um, book of 1 Corinthians chapter 12, we, each one of us, make up the church. That's the truth. We are the body of Christ. Each one of us playing different role. Jacob, um, where's Jacob? You, Tom, the main guy. To be fair, Tom, Sarah, and I we call ourselves the dream team. Yeah, we are the dream team, right? The dream team. Yeah. So each one of us playing. Unique roles in the church. But then, just as the church is the body of Christ and the head of the church is Christ, we individually, you and I, oh, that's Nathan, as members of the church, also should have Christ in us. So we are like you at the church because the Bible says. You are the temple of God. Your body is the temple, so he dwells in you. And when you look at creation, let's take it from our recreation. The Bible says, in the beginning, darkness covered the earth. There was darkness, and then the Spirit of God brooded over the waters. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. Now, when you think about your recreation, the Spirit of God broods over you. The Holy Spirit convicts you, and God says, let there be light, and there was light. So you and I, individually, are the temple of God, and together are the body of Christ. Now, Christ was in the church, the head of the church, appointed different peoples, the apostles, to run the church, and then they said, choose these ones, and together with Christ commissioned them and said, go and do these things, and eventually the church grew. I used the word glitches because I was trying to understand computer terminologies on my own using Mr. Google, you know, my go-to friend, and Mr. Google said to me, I'm sorry I didn't ask you, Dave, but Mr. Google said to me that a glitch is a self-resolving problem that For instance, in a game, you're playing a game, and then there's a glitch, and it resolves itself. Um, But bugs are real um, issues that need attention. He gave me a nod. Yeah, so Mr. Google was right. Now, as Christians, I kind of see the challenges we go through as glitches. You are the body of Christ. If Christ is in you, you can self-resolve that problem, right? Just go to your source and overcome it. As the body of Christ, they had the issue. Christ was in the church. They went back to Christ. Together prayed and resolved the problem. So we're looking at it from two perspectives. You as the temple of god and together as a church growing the growing church will always have challenges as christians we will always encounter challenges on the way if we look at matthew chapter 28 when we got commissioned for the work that god has sent us individually to do jesus christ came and said all authority in heaven and earth have been given to me therefore Go with his authority. So we're commissioned by his authority. And the second component, he said, is, I will be with you always to the end of the ages. So we're commissioned by his authority and with his authority as well. And that's why when he sent the disciples, he said, go and wait in Jerusalem until the Holy Spirit comes. Don't do anything yet. You can't do anything on your own. When the Holy Spirit comes, then you can start. So our commissioning by his authority, of his authority, his presence in us, is when God can now say to us, now go. I want us to read from um, Isaiah chapter 43. I love this passage because it also is like a summary of your recreation. And I'm going to paraphrase certain aspects Um, Isaiah chapter 43, verse 1 and 2. And I'm going to read it in a way like God is speaking to me and to you. But now this is what the Lord says, who created you, that's me, Pelumi. Who formed you, Pelumi. So that's God saying, I created you, I formed you, And then it says, Do not fear. I have redeemed you, Pelumi. I have called you by name, Pelumi. You are mine. Now, it sounds to me like God is saying, I created you. I called you. I formed you. I redeemed you. You are my responsibility. You are mine. You are my responsibility. It's my responsibility to take care of you, to see you through. And that's why he said, in the world you will have trials and tribulations. You will have a lot of challenges. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. In 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 6, Paul summed it up when he said, for God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, has shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Now the point I've made in all I'm saying is that the early church had a challenge, and the challenge was some people felt they were being neglected. And the challenge was at that stage enough to Make the church lose its focus. But when we look at their approach in solving this, there were two very important points that the apostles said to the church when they gathered them, like the gathering now. said, find, choose from yourselves people who are spirit-filled, who have the Holy Spirit, because that's the very one component that makes the church Christ in you, Christ in me, that's what makes you the temple of God. And that's what makes the church, Christ being the head, that are spirit-filled and are wise. So I call them the seven spirit-filled and wise servants. He said, choose them to serve. And all they did was serve. And the church grew exponentially. <laughs> Disciples increased. And even priests came to faith, all they did was served. Hellenist, this is your portion. Um, Hebraic, this is your portion, and the church grew. We found the solution. So we're going to choose people to serve in our breakfast clubs, and the church is going to grow exponentially. Our model remains Jesus Christ. Let's think about it. Now, the model of this computer game that I'm playing, this Palumi computer game, our model is Christ Jesus. In Matthew chapter 4, verse 34, the Bible says, Jesus went throughout Galilee, teaching in the synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom, and healing every disease and sickness among the people now when i read this passage it sounded so simple like jesus just went about teaching preaching and this disease comes is like done healed 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 and then he goes about doing god's work and it looked so simple right but then when they ask jesus christ i mean how do you do these things he says to them, I never do anything of my own. I only do what the Father asks me to do. I never heal anybody without asking the Father. I never say a word without asking the Father. So he didn't act on his own. But it looked so simple. He just comes on, teaches, preaches. They bring in someone from the um, rooftop. is like, Your fate has healed you. <sighs> someone touches his garment boom 34 years of illness gone and it looks so simple i remember one day i had a boss back in nigeria and she would say to me um we, we uh, she, she, she once said to me all these preachers that stand on stage i can't do it i can't do it i'll just go there and you know speak they all they do is just you know they just say nice things and i was smiling so and i'm like Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, it's not that easy, but because I mean, I grew up in the church, so I kind of had a good knowledge, and I was a Christian, I had given my life to Christ. And she was really, because uh, um, then we were working on, um, I worked in a non governmental organization, and we did a lot of talks. So she handled a lot of talks publicly. And so that day, she just felt. Tell me, you know, this preaching is really easy. These preachers, all they do is just stand up there and say things. And I'm like, what about the miracle aspect of it? She's like, uh, what, what about it? <laughs> <laughs> all they do is talk. I said, what about the miracles? I was like, well, well, we'll make things up, <laughs> you know. So um, it sounds or looks easy, but without Christ in it, it's empty. The apostles, they stayed focused on what Christ had commanded them to do, and therefore they imparted all the parts of the body of Christ, saying to them, we only want those who have the spirit. And then together as a church, they commissioned them and said, go and serve. And the Bible says, the glitch was self-resolved, the church grew. So like I started with, we always will have challenges, but the purpose of challenges in your life, in my life, is to help us grow. I've had, I mean, since I came to Guildford, I've had many testimonies. Um, I, I, it, it will be a very prolonged time if I start going after one, one after the other, but well, one important thing I've come to realize in every challenge I had, or I've had, or I'm having, the end point is glorious. And I remember I was sharing with Peter, I've shared with a few people, one or two of them, and it's always like, impossible, impossible. How could God, how could, how could that happen? The challenges are meant to help us grow. Just keen to Christ Jesus and you will smoothly self-resolve, like a glitch. Self-resolving problem. And I pray God gives you insights in Jesus' name. But then there are some that feel very difficult. And when we think about what Paul said in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, he's like, three times, I asked God about this real difficult issue because it wasn't self-resolving for three different occasions. I kept asking God, and all three times, he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. And Paul ended that saying, therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that the so that Christ's power may rest on me. And when we look back at the life, we are like, ooh, give me this kind of faith. Help me to, you know, stand like this person. No matter how big or small you feel the issue is, the Bible says God will never give you a challenge that is too difficult for you to overcome. And that's why later in that passage, Paul was saying, these little challenges are but for a moment. No matter how big they appear, he called them little challenges are but for a moment. Just a little issue what appeared little of one set saying, I'm not being treated well. I don't think you're being fair to me, which could have derailed a whole church, lasted just a moment, and today, we're praising God and learning from their approach in solving that little challenge. So, therefore, as we finish today, I'll leave you with this line. Every challenge you face, no matter how little it feels or big, is a glitch. You're meant to self-resolve. Self-resolve as a church with Christ. Self-resolve with Christ in you. Keen to Christ. And you'll testify of God's goodness in your life. Let us pray. Thank you, Lord. For every challenge we face, Because we know that, Lord, like the early church, you're helping us grow. May we fulfill your will and glorify your name in all things. For we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.